How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast here on Spotify, Google, well, you know, pretty much anywhere you guys listen to a podcast, blah, blah, blah. You know the intro by now if you're a returning fan. If not, I'm trying to be on every single podcast platform there is. So, before I continue, tonight is going to be another chill, relaxing, stoner stories night. We're going to be just smoking off the pen, having a good old vibey chat. I'm wearing a windbreaker jacket because it's been drizzling on and off and I really don't want to get rained on outside. So yeah, we're recording. It's cloudy weather today. It's like, like not nasty cloudy, but like that level of cloudy where you're like, all right, this is okay. And so while this truck pulls in. Yep, you idle along there. So I don't know if you guys could hear that, but that truck sounded loud. Anyways, I just wanted to share a few life stories tonight because I honestly, like, I just love telling stories, and if you guys have been longtime listeners of the podcast, you know that's kind of like what I do when I smoke. I'm starting off this podcast in an interesting state of mind, though, completely sober at the beginning. So we're going to see how the, the tone and everything changes as I record, and again, no edits. Y'all know me, I like my one-shot recording, record, post, add my ads, edit. That's the only editing that I do. So, without further ado, first hit, let's go. Alright. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, first things first. Oh. This pen is fucking delicious. Oh my god, it tastes more like pina colada now, and it's I notice it's hitting a lot harder right now because i think it's because i just took it off the charger like i made sure it was fully charged give a little bit more honest of a review crew oh god one hit and it's like i already feel it kind of creeping throughout the body but let's take another one just to be sure so (coughs) excuse me the life stories i want to share with you guys are gonna be Stories of times that I have been uncomfortably high in a situation that, like, I didn't really want to be high in. So, allow me to elaborate. There are certain things that you do throughout life that are much better done while sober. To list a few things that are more fun to do while high, number one is going to be cleaning. Number two, probably watching a funny movie is going to be a lot more entertaining when you're stoned. Number three is going to be like, you know, going for a walk. You can absolutely vibe. But these stories that I'm going to tell you are not on that list. Are not on the list of things I like to do high. All right. Being a stoner, a lot of people are like, oh, I do everything high. I smoke before I leave the house. I normally do, but not this much. Like, this is like uncomfortable levels of stoned in public. So uh, buckle down and get ready. Because this first one I have is kind of a fucked up story but it's a story. So when me and one of my buddies were living in Riverside, right, we decided that we were going to take edibles and just relax all day, you know, get some shit done, have a good time. So we take edibles, right? And we're like, oh, today's going to be great. Like we ended up getting not that high at the beginning. They didn't like kick in. So we were like, okay, let's eat like a couple more gummies each. I think I ended up eating like 40 milligrams of gummies total. And then my buddy busts out this chocolate bar. That's the big thousand milligram chocolate bar. All right. Now this thing, 
This thing is one of those candy bars that like, it looked like a normal candy bar, but it smelled and kind of tasted like bud. It was one of those candy bars. And you already know if you've ever had one of these candy bars before, that in the beginning, oh, that's a loud engine too. Ooh, a lot of fast cars coming through the place tonight. You know that in the beginning, it's not a big deal. You feel fine. You're like, oh, I'm high. But then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So we decided that we were going to go run to the grocery store. Like we just took these edibles. Nothing's kicked in yet. We're barely feeling like the gummies that we had eaten. So we decide, all right, cool. Let's go to Target. Grab a few like quick little snacks and shit. Walk around, maybe look at some stuff for the house. And then we're going to walk back home. And it's got to be fine because we didn't want to drive there because if we had driven there, it would have been way too much to like drive a car at the level that we got to. We would have been sleeping in the car. Like, I'm not even kidding. That's how high we got throughout this story. So it starts off mellow. We get to Target. We're walking. And as you're walking, like if you've ever taken edibles and gone for a walk, you know that they kick in like 10 times faster when you're going through uh, physical activity. So. By the time that we get to Target, we're already feeling the full impact of the 20 milligrams of gummies that I'd eaten. All right, between the two of us, 40 total. That's what I meant earlier. Sorry, a little bit stoned. But I'm feeling the gummies, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm just really, like, stoned, and I'm in public, so I decide I'm going to walk over to the snack aisle. Me and my buddy, we grab some snacks. We're making our way back out of the store. Like, we're walking around, kind of looking at some stuff. Like, we were looking for, like, curtains, like, blackout curtains. Thankfully, Target had some good blackout curtains at a pretty good sale price because we found the ones on sale. And my buddy also ended up buying himself pillows. I bought a pillow and a blanket. And he bought, like, a pack of Oreos. A pack of Oreos, a six-pack of uh, Mountain Dew bottle bottles. I got my Dr. Pepper bottles, and I got uh, Cool Ranch Doritos, and I got some of the French onion dip because it's bomb as hell. And then I also got a bag of Sun Chips because I really like the Sun Chips Garden uh, Garden something. I can't remember what it is. It's like a garden garden salsa or some shit like that. I can't remember, but they're the ones that are kind of like orangish red chips. They're really fucking tasty. And then a bag of Ruffles, because I was on a chip kick at this point. I don't know why, but I really just loved the shit out of eating chips. So, we're walking around Target, right? And the high just keeps increasing. And I told my buddy, I'm like, dude, I think the chocolate bar is starting to kick in. Like, I'm feeling the chocolate bar. I'm like, we gotta go before we end up getting way too fucked up. Now, my buddy prior to this had not told me where he had gotten the chocolate bar or what exactly the chocolate bar was because he told me it was a thousand milligram edible i assumed cannabis well it turns out this was a special chocolate bar that he told me about this afterwards his buddy had taken he had made his own edible chocolate right and he had taken mushrooms and put them in the chocolate bar now i knew something tasted off with the bar Right, because mushrooms, anyone that's ever done mushrooms, you already know, they don't taste the best. They taste like, like dried grass or hay. Not that I've ever sat down and eaten me some dried grass. 
But in the chocolate, it was palatable. It was doable because I had this trick when I would eat chocolate bars and I knew they were going to taste like weed. I would always grab a little cup of peanut butter, like the little peanut butter and apple slices, cups of peanut butter. And I would dip the chocolate bar in peanut butter and then eat it. So the peanut butter kind of masked the taste a little bit, but it still tasted off. Now, the trip begins walking through target all right we grabbed the blackout curtains we grabbed a couple of other things we were looking at like jackets because it was cold outside and it was when we had left the house the sun was up but when we were going home it was kind of getting cold and uh we're desert rats we're from the desert so like i immediately ran to the jacket aisle i found this really nice hoodie with like it had like a it was like a it was kind of it was a denim jacket hoodie like it was a hooded denim jacket i guess i would say but it had like that fleece lining inside. And so I bought that one because I was like, this is gonna keep me warm as fuck. Like I'm gonna be feeling good. I got that, I got some gloves and I got a beanie because I was not having the cold at this point in time, right? Not dealing with it at fucking all. So I start to trip out a little bit more and like colors start getting vibrant and I'm kind of feeling like this little like buzzy sensation in my head. I'm like, okay, cool. The mushrooms have kicked in and I look at my buddy and I go, dude, that was just a chocolate bar, right? And he looks at me with a straight face and goes, no, there was mushrooms in it too. And I'm like, bro, why didn't you fucking tell me there was mushrooms? He goes, I did. I told you three times when we were sitting in the kitchen, but you kept wanting to like, you know, go, you were like, I was, I had been making, I was making Kool-Aid and I was literally making kool-aid that's not a joke i was literally making kool-aid and a sandwich at the time because i hadn't eaten anything and i knew that when the munchies kicked in if we were at target i was gonna buy way too much munchy foods which three bags of chips is too much so who knows so we're walking through target right and i'm looking down the fucking aisle where like the kids bed sheets and stuff are because i saw a minecraft set and i love minecraft so i'm always on the lookout for minecraft merch And I was looking at the Minecraft sheets and I shit you not, it looked like the characters were walking around on the sheets. Like, you know how there's like lines of characters, like there was like a skeleton, a creeper, a spider, Steve, Alex, and like a few other characters from Minecraft. All like all over the sheet. You know what I mean? If you can picture in your head, just picture a green sheet with a bunch of Minecraft characters that are about like an inch to two inches tall printed all over it. Well, they all look like they were walking, like their legs were like flicking and their arms were moving. So I was like, okay, okay. Well, now that I knew it was mushrooms, I was just like, this is kind of cool. Like, that's kind of neat, like a a moving blanket. I told my buddy to look at it and he looked at it and he told me he he, he couldn't see what I was seeing. He said, instead of them walking, they looked like they were just spinning in place. Like a gif. I refuse to pronounce it gif. So. We can have that argument in a whole nother episode. I can do a whole podcast on that alone. So he said it was a cool sheets and like, oh, this is nice. So we kept moving on and I ended up buying a creeper plushie. I don't know why, but I bought a creeper plushie, like a tall one. I was like, oh, I could cuddle with this. And my friend looks at him and goes, hey, 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 green dick. And that's all he said was green dick and laughed his ass off. And I was like, all right, man, whatever. Fuck off. So. I get my Minecraft plushie. I also bought a, uh, like a throw blanket to throw on my bed because I didn't like sleeping with big comforters at the time. And I love the cold when I'm sleeping. And the only part of me that I cover is like my chest and my like butt basically from like thighs to like 
underneath my armpits uncovered. My arms have to be uncovered and my feet have to be uncovered. All right, I, I cannot sleep with socks on. You try to get me to sleep with socks on, I'm going to fight you. All right, and it's not going to be a good fucking time either. But, um... So, we're walking out, right? And you know how in Target they have that big wall that has, like, magic cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and Pokemon cards? Well, we really, really, really liked playing Magic the Gathering at the time. So we saw two structure decks. The characters in the picture, for me, I didn't see a character standing in the art. It just looked like a blur. Like, like if you looked out your window at, like, a bright, sunny day and look at all the buildings, the sky, and everything, take that, put a blur effect on it, spin it a few times like you're mixing like like mixing paint basically that's what the picture looked like just mixed paint like i couldn't actually see the creature itself i couldn't read the words because the print just wasn't staying in one place it was like vibrating it looked like it was vibrating so the trip had kind of gotten a little more intense i was like all right cool well, i'm gonna grab this one and then i handed him another one the only reason i knew it was different because because mine had a black and red circle on it and he got a white blue deck so we we're like the perfect counters well, his was like white, blue, green, so I don't know. So we get home, right? After the walk. The walk was amazing. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I looked at him as we're walking out of Target, and I look at him with a straight face, and I go, dude, do you want to walk and talk, or do you just want to, like, put a headphone in each of our ears from my AirPods, and we can listen to some music and walk? Now, I had a playlist, specific playlist at this time for, like, when I was tripping. It was a lot of, like, weird fucking acid rock. Like, there was a, like, 15-minute song on there that was from a band called, like, it was, like, Wizards of the Black Forest or something like that. And the song was called Avalon. Now, for those of you that don't know what Avalon is, Avalon is the Isle of Legend from Arthurian Legend where Arthur was taken when he died. He was carried to Avalon, I believe, or Avalon. Avalon or Avalon? I don't know. I can't fucking remember. So, I'm playing this song, right? And it starts off with this really bassy, like, intro, like, and it loops that for like a few minutes and then the drums kind of come in with like a like a kick drum like don don like every like so many beats it's a kick drum but what's weird is the instruments are all set in a certain key and i guess like this key of music is supposed to like spike bright inner thoughts in your mind so i crank the volume up we start walking the song's playing about 5 minutes in is when like this like random fucking guitar epicness comes out of nowhere the dude is just shredding on the guitar but like slow shredding not like fast shredding like you know not like i'm not talking like van halen i'm talking more like like a slow heavy heavy guitar solo like like you think it's gonna be a breakdown from like an alt hard rock song or some shit like that but no it just keeps going right I needed a drink of Pepsi at that point. Like, the cotton mouth on this one is fucking, ooh. So, Trippy Starter Rock is happening. We're listening to Wizards of the Black Forest, right? Fucking, if that's a band, I don't even know if it is. I'm going to Google it after the podcast and we'll confirm. But then it goes into this next song where it starts off with, like, a pan flute in the beginning with a synthesizer playing behind it. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it sounds like that Native American dude that's at, like, every outdoor festival that you go to out here. 
who's just chilling, playing the pan flute, and people are, like, throwing tips into his little box and stuff, and, like, like, damn, like, that, that man is, that man is going places, and those places are festivals, and he's probably walking away with at least, like, a couple thousand dollars in tips just from working for a weekend, like, could you imagine? I mean, the dude is, the dude obviously has skill, I mean, he's playing a pan flute, beautifully, Maria, they always play really beautifully, like, eyes closed, super soulful, not even paying attention to the money. It's not like some guitarists you see out, like, chilling outside gas stations around the block or, like, on a street corner, and they're playing guitar with a guitar case open. They're just like, come on, man, like, give me money, man. Like, come on, I'll play you a song, man. Tell me any song you want, man. They just go for it. And I guess that's, like, that's, like, a super cool vibe as well. Like, it's super, super chill to listen to. So... Like, that kind of song came on, and the bass came in, and the guitar comes in behind everything, like, slowly, like, fades, like, like, it fades in, like, on this, like, super tremolo effect they got going on, and it was really, really cool to listen to. Mind you, these songs have no words. None of the songs had words. They were all just, like, pure instrumentals, and they were super, super, like, vibey. And then this one that I very specifically remember comes on, and it's called Graveyard. I can't remember who who uh, who played this song, but this song was like scary, and I thought I had taken it off of my trip list because I knew it wasn't a good song. But I went to change the song, and my buddy goes, "No, no, 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 let it play, let it play," because it starts off with this like heavy synth and bass, and it just gets like it has this weird like slightly off key effect to all the instruments where it makes you super uncomfortable, but it triggers like your brain in a certain way. That, like, I was, like, looking up at the sky as the sun was setting. I lit a cigarette at this point. Like, that was the point that I was at, man. I was like, this song is going to fuck me up. So we're walking, right? And to get back to our house, you had to walk over a set of railroad tracks going straight up the street. For those of you that have not been to Riverside, this street is Tyler, and it has a place called the Galleria at Tyler Avenue. We live straight up the hill from it, right? So this is a bit of a walk, like a 15, 20 minute walk, sober, tripping on shrooms and faded. It was closer to like an hour. So we're slowly walking across these train tracks and we look down the tracks and like miles down, you can see a train starting to come around this like horizon. And the both of us stopped and stared at it and watched this train start approaching until the signals started dinging. And then we booked it off the tracks really quick. And we literally sat on the other side of the tracks and watched the train pass. But it felt like the train was passing in slow motion. It was crazy, dude. So finally, we get back home. We turn on a movie. And my buddy goes, dude, fuck this. Turns off the fucking movie, right? We're going to watch Lord of the Rings. Turns off the movie and he goes, put on the trip playlist on the TV. So I put the trip playlist on the TV and me and my buddy just laid back in our chairs, turned all the lights off, started tripping. Like I thought I was seeing like stars and like Aurora Borealis in the house around the ceiling edge and stuff. Like it was really fucking cool. And then after the trip, like the come down kind of ended after we took a nap, we woke up, went outside went and smoked some weed. We were smoking a couple of joints. I rolled him a joint. I had a joint. We were sitting there smoking, right? And he's just like, fuck, dude. And I asked him, I'm like, what'd you see? He goes, well, we were laying in the house, man. Like, I just thought I saw, like, 
space and planets all across the ceiling and I, there was no walls, I wasn't in a room, I was just floating out in the universe. Seeing these big celestial bodies that I've never seen before. And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good explanation. Because think about it, like, man, imagine if that outer body experience, you actually just said, fuck it, I'm gonna go to space. And that's where a lot of people get this, like, realization, I think, from doing shrooms. Because what it did for me, anyways, is it killed my ego. It made me stop caring so much about me, myself, and I. And helped me kind of realize, like, what I'm doing, like, in, the, in this world, like, what I exist for. Realizing that, like, life is not meant to be spent, like, behind a desk or in a car or well for some of us in a car some people absolutely love driving and that's what they love to do so if that's what you love to do spend your entire existence in a fucking car dude go zero to a hundred on straightaways in safe conditions on a sponsored racetrack where you can just haul ass and do what you want to do i don't know like if there's something that you really love doing and something that you really have a passion for pursuing i fully believe that like if you find something you can fully invest yourself in, then you should go ahead and fully invest yourself in it. But because the hardest part of like, the hardest part of like existing is finding little reasons to like continue existing. Now I'm getting a little existential here. So like mushrooms made me realize life is short spend it doing things you love don't take your entire life for granted because you never know like i don't know if this could be the last podcast episode i ever upload i don't know if i'm gonna wake up tomorrow i don't know if i'm gonna be in the same reality tomorrow when i check back in you know what what could be different tomorrow what could change is the grass gonna be blue and the sky gonna be green like you never know there is no certainty except uncertainty it's like predicting the future. The future is always ebbing, changing, and flowing. So if you think one thing is going to happen and then you sit there and realize that that thing's not happening, something completely different is happening. The entire reason that new timeline has been created is because you came up with that first assumption in the very beginning and the universe just decided to throw a curveball at you. You know, if you, if, it's been logically proven that if you expect failure, nine times out of ten, you were more likely to encounter failure if you expect success it's even less of a success rate than that like if you go into something saying like i know i can do it i know i'm going to do this and like the odds just aren't in your favor that day the success rate decreases but i feel like when you sit back and realize like i don't have to be anything crazy i don't have to be a genius i don't have to be a master like a master craftsman. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be a doctor. I don't have to be this. I don't have to be this. I don't have to do any. You don't. There's a one simple law of the universe, and that is you don't have to do anything, right? You literally don't. If you wanted to, you could just walk around all day, exploring the world, walking from place to place at your own comfortable pace. You get tired, rest, take a nap. You get hungry, find something to eat. You know, find a way to make money, of course, while you're at it. If you can sustain yourself, do whatever you want. If you want to be a hobo in the woods, 
go be a hobo in the woods. As long as you can take care of you and yourself and you are your only responsibility, go do that. But it's like once you have children, once you're in a relationship, other things change. There's different laws of existing. Like, you have children, your first goal is to take care of those children. You have a significant other, your whole life is no longer about you. It's about you and them. Your choices are unified. Your decisions are unified. For example, when it comes to my relationship, my wife is far better at handling finances than I am. I've proven this point time and time again to her because I am terrible about spending money. I will buy things that I don't need when I see them just because I go, oh, this is cool. And 90% of the time, that things I spend too much money on is either food or toys for the kids. Because my excuse for spending money is it's for the kids. She, on the other hand, is more frugal with money, looks for sales, looks for deals, offers different options when, you know, price is a factor. So we can tell them like, oh, well, you can get one big thing or you can get two little things and two little things still doesn't equal one big thing so that we're getting them, you know, more for their money or getting us a deal so that we can kind of sneaky save money. Every parent has done it. Don't you fucking lie to me. I know you have. My old mother has told me this. She has told me that there have been times where like, I want something expensive. And my mom will offer me another option that's less expensive, but I feel like it's better or something that I want more. She told me my favorite food as a kid, I'm not even gonna lie, used to be a fat, like fat, fat child, like unhealthy fat, not saying fat to be like derogatory to fat people. I mean, like I was unhealthy. I would run out of like breath two seconds into like jogging. I didn't play sports. I didn't want to go outside. I didn't want to, I had no interest in learning how to ride a bike or a skateboard until I got older. And like, I literally just want to sit in my room all day and watch TV, eat snacks and play my Game Boy because my grandparents enabled me in that way. Like they would always give me like Cokes and Pepsis and cosmic brownies and hot dogs. And I could drink as much soda as I wanted, honestly, at their house. And I didn't get skinny until I got much older and got into like skateboarding and BMX biking because of two of my buddies. My buddy, my buddy Hunter got me really into BMX because he had a 26 inch BMX that was super light and he had another yellow BMX that he let me ride when we rode to school. Like I'd walk to his house, we'd ride the bikes to school, we'd lock them up together, we'd leave school together, ride the bikes home. And this BMX bike he let me ride was so light. Like I used to practice doing tricks on it. I used to practice, like I, I wanted to learn how to J-hop on it. I want to learn how to do like everything. Like. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm looking out of this little grass valley that's like outside my apartment. It's like a, like a grassy area. And all I can think about is if I took my bike and went down that side and up that side, I could totally jump across that table with a back wheelie and land it on the other side, no problem. The only problem would be the short distance between the end of the table and the cars parked there. So I'd have to aim for an empty parking spot, pop off the curb, ride it out. It would be great. And it would. And I'm thinking about that. And I'm in my head. I'm like, I could do that if I really wanted to. I could go get a BMX bike right now and do that. And that's the thing about it is like, like, you can like literally do anything that you want. The only problem with doing whatever you want in, you know, a society is you have to deal with the consequences. For example, I can't go walk to go get my mail bare ass naked. 
I'm not saying I can't in the meaning of I physically am not able to perform this action. I mean, I can't as in like, if I did so, there would be serious repercussions. Because every action has a reaction and in society, every action has consequences. I.e., I'd go to jail. And while I sit there and go, well, I'm allowed to do whatever I want. There's no, there's nothing that says I can't. They'll throw the law at you. The made up rules of mankind that tell you what you can and can't do according to somebody else's opinion. Now, I know it might sound a bit, you know, anti-establishment or against rules, but I'm actually in favor of quite a few of these rules. For example, in my situation particularly, I'm sitting here at my apartment. I don't want to see some dude walking naked, you know, dick flapping in the wind, going to go check his fucking mail. Like, I don't want to see that. It's like when some old men go jogging with their shirts off and you're just like, come on, man, why? Why would you show me this? I don't need to see this. So, I'm not for a total anarchy. I believe there should be some laws. But I believe that a lot of laws are just bullshit that's designed to keep people, like, in trouble or get you to basically pay fines to the government for whatever reason because, you know, they need our money. But that's the thing about mushrooms. It crushes your ego. It allows you to realize that you literally are so small in the infinitesimal speck of time and space that is, exists, and will continue to exist long after you're dead and gone. You are a small infinitesimal speck on a grand fucking spectrum of sizes of specks. Like, there's humans. We've only been here for so long. Then there's the dinosaurs who were here long, 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 long ago. Then there's trees that were here billions of years before people. Then there's sharks. Then there's, you know, phytoplankton. Then there's frozen organisms deep, deep down underneath the ocean or debris or skeletons of things that we've never seen before. You know, there's frozen animals up in the Arctic and in glaciers all over the planet. I wonder how much animal life in total is frozen in glacier or in the sides of mountains in like icebergs in the middle of the ocean. There's gotta be animals that got caught while the water was freezing. You know there had to be some fish down there, like a lot of fucking fish. The amount of marine life just says that popularity by itself. Like, there has gotta be. Just like even here in the desert that I live in now, if you go hiking up in the mountains here, you can find seashells if you dig down. If you pick a spot off the side of the trail and you just start digging, you can find legitimate fossils, seashells, because this whole valley, the Coachella Valley, used to be under fucking water. And it's crazy to think about, like, what happens if, like, billions of years ago, these mountains were, one of them was a coral reef. And then you think about places like the actual coral reef in Australia, like, at that below sea level, like, if, sea le if ocean levels started decreasing that much, and that went underneath sea level, and all, everything living to it, living to it, and on it, and off of it, died, or evolved to live on what was now basically land, and that whole area down to the ocean floor for a portion of it was exposed to air for billions of years, how would that landscape change? Well, the bottom of it is mostly sand. So you'd be seeing a lot of like sand. So probably become a desert once it's dried and arid. Or with all the plants that are growing there, they would nourish the soil and it could become perfectly like potable soil you'd have a bunch of plants growing there 
And after billions of years of plants growing and decaying and becoming more like fertilizer for this area, and the amount of marine life that would have died in that area, nourishing the soil as well as a fertilizer, you could have an entirely new like genome of plants and animals living in that designated area because, well, you just would. After billions of years of evolution, like things would change too. You might have another like top chain species living there called the Australians. I don't fucking know. But it makes you, it kills your ego. It makes you realize that like some things that you find to be super important are not actually as important as you think. And some things that aren't as important as you think are important. And some things you've never thought of are suddenly important. So I highly recommend if you're going to trip like that, do it in a safe way. Do it in a way that like that makes you feel comfortable. Put on a good like a decent movie or like a nature documentary is really fun too. Something with like some good background talk and like some music, something to keep you focused, like grounded a little bit. Then go on your trip, enjoy it, see what you can discover about yourself and about the people you're with. Talk about it with them afterwards. Do like a trip journal because I did that one time for like a few months when I was like more actively into mushrooms. I would do a trip journal every time we took mushrooms, I would write down what we talked about afterwards. I would draw on pages daring and one time I drew something fucking scary because it was just a big circle with black scribble all through it. It looked like a black hole. It had little like spikes coming out of it so it looked like like a black hole ripping a hole in the page. And I remember that was from a time that I had a bad trip. And the only reason this trip went bad was because it was around like October, right? So spooky month. And I was having a bad day already. And the reason I even took the mushrooms because my buddy was like, come on, man, like, take them with me. You'll have a good time. You'll trip. You'll escape from everything for a minute. Like, we'll be good. And we went and we took the mushrooms. We sat down and we turned on something on Netflix or some fantasy movie. And I remember I was tripping and I saw a dude get decapitated in the movie. And the minute the dude got decapitated, it was like my eyes zoned in on where his head used to be. And then it was like, so just like a black spot like where you cut someone's neck off in a movie and they show like the, you know, intersections of the neck. Yeah, it was like that. And I was staring at it. My mind zoned in on one black hole that I assume was just like esophagus. So I zoned in on it. And I was staring at it. And I remember it was like the movie froze for a minute and I just started getting like this bad trip. Like I started hearing like, like you guys ever hear like whispers that are like far away that you can't hear what they're saying, but close enough that you can tell someone's fucking whispering. It was like all quiet like that, all in my head, like all around me echoing. And that's when I started scribbling this thing. And then like I fell asleep, literally like the whisper stopped. I laid down and I fell asleep, dude. I had some weird fucking dreams. And I wrote about my dreams and everything afterwards. And like my buddy told me that I just kept sitting there saying like, oh no, oh no, oh no, over and over again to myself for like two hours. And then I passed out and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But like, that was a scary fucking night. I don't even know what happened in the whole course of events at that point. But a bad trip will teach you things too. It'll teach you like fear. It'll teach you like, you know, humble yourself a little bit. The biggest lesson you can learn from having a bad trip is make sure you're in a comfortable space when you decide to go on this fucking next level interdimensional planetary trip. 
Because if you are not in your happy place, you're going to find out the hard way that you are not in your happy place. <coughs> okay. So anyways, guys, I hope you guys enjoy the stories. Little trippy kind of night. I'll try to find some good background music for this. So you guys have a great night, and I will talk to all you guys on the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Good night.